welcome to Val's Word of the Day, where I'm passionate about resourcing you with biblical truths. And my hope is that you'd be transformed by the power of the gospel. Hey, if you're new to this podcast, first I want to say thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. And also, if this podcast blesses you in any way, would you consider writing a review and sharing it on your socials? That helps me with exposure as I get the gospel out. And finally, if you want to connect with me, just head over to my website, valtopalu.com, and shoot me a message. That's V-A-L-T-O-P-A-L-U.com, valtopalu.com. I'm always encouraged to hear how this podcast is blessing people and adding value to people's lives. All right, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. And the title of today's episode is, Are You a Christian? Are you a Christian? How can we tell if someone is a true follower of Christ? And I think that's a good question because there's many people who claim they're followers of Christ, but in reality, there's no transformation in their lives. And here's what sparked this topic for me. Uh, My wife and I uh, moved to Tennessee. We're coming up on two years. And I remember walking into a store and I remember I I heard Christian music in the store. It was an artist that I really liked. So I asked the lady working there, I'm like, hey, is this like a Christian store? And she's like, well, aren't we all Christians? (laughs) And the answer to that, of course, is no. And, And I acknowledge that I live in the Bible Belt. Like there's a It's almost like there's a church on every single corner. But that doesn't mean that everyone in the church is a Christian. In fact, if you grew up in a Christian home, if you went to Sunday school, even if you attended youth camps, even if you say a prayer, you can do all those things and still not be a Christian. So let's talk about the marks of a true believer. What are some marks of a true Christian? And I, and to, to start off, I think the Christian life defined is in one verse, Mark 12, 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The number one mark of a true Christian is that the person loves God. There is a hunger for the things of God. There's a hunger to pray. There's a hunger for Bible reading. There's a hunger in attending church. Because if there's no desire for the things of God, if there's no desire to pray, repent of your sin, to walk in holiness, no desire for any of these things, then I wouldn't rest in calling yourself a Christian. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, do we love God? Do we love the things of God? Because if we don't, we are not believers. And we have to ask ourselves, what separates the Christian from the non-Christian? I mean, are Christian people just like nicer? Do they behave better than the world does? Not at all. Just because someone gave up smoking, drinking, porn, that doesn't mean that they are now a Christian. I know a lot of people who have given these things up and they're not believers. So what separates the Christian from the non-Christian 
is that the Christian has a relationship with God. They love God. This is basic, but it's very true. Now, there will be seasons where the degree of passion for God will be different. You know, like I've had seasons where I was just on fire for God. And then some seasons, honestly, not as much. Because there are moments for the Christian where God will break through and we feel like He is so close to us, closer than ever. And I love those moments, but I don't get those all the time. But regardless, there should be a continued relationship with God if if we're Christians. So that's the first mark, that a Christian loves God and they're passionate for the things of God. The second mark of a true Christian is obedience. Obedience. There is a desire in us to obey God's word. Now, notice I didn't say that the mark of a true Christian is perfection. No, there is a desire in the Christian to obey God's word. In fact, Psalm 1-2 says, Blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Now, the phrase law of the Lord is, is the Bible. It's, it's the commands of God. It is God's word. And the word law, this is interesting, means direction or instruction. So here's what the psalmist is saying. Hey, those who love God, they get their direction from God. They love God's word. And when we love God's word, we're going to obey God's word. Why? Because we realize that the law of God, the commands of God, they are for our benefit. Like God is not trying to steal your joy when he says, don't steal, don't kill, don't lie. No, the commands of God, they are for our joy and they're for God's glory. We have to remember that the commands of God are for our joy and for God's glory. But God is not trying to make your life miserable by giving you commands. No, God's commands actually lead us to life. And if there is no desire to obey God's word, we cannot rest in calling ourselves Christians. In fact, I'll take it farther and say we are spiritually sick if there is no desire for the things of God. When I was in uh, the hospital years back, And I remember being really sick when I was diagnosed with MS. I think this was like the fourth day when I was in the hospital. And my buddy brought me a Chipotle burrito bowl with guacamole, baby. I mean, it looked delicious. And for people that know me, like, I don't pass up a good burrito. (laughs) I just don't. And I'll never forget taking the first bite and just putting it down. I couldn't eat that burrito because I was physically sick, so it didn't taste good. Hear me. If the things of God no longer taste good to you, to me, then we need to check our salvation. We are spiritually sick if we don't crave the things of God. So we have to ask ourselves, do I have a heart that wants to please God? Like, do I want to know God and obey his word? Is there a a desire in me to know God intimately and to obey his word? Because 
Nowhere in the Bible will we find this category of people who say they just, they just believe in God, but they don't follow him. No, a true Christian follows God. You can appreciate and admire God. You can read his word and not follow him. And following him means you lay down your agenda and you pick up God's agenda. What's God's agenda? It's his word. It's when I submit my will and say, my life is not my own. I now belong to God. So I am picking up God's agenda and I'm laying my agenda down. That means I surrender daily because surrender is not a one-time event. It, it is a daily thing that we do when we follow Jesus. So we can't say we believe, but we don't follow him. No, if we truly, truly believe, we're going to follow him. Now, the third mark of a true Christian is, is this. A Christian fights sin. A Christian fights sin. Because if we're true believers, if we are true Christians, there will be a desire in us to walk in holiness. And here's the key to this. We have to ask ourselves, have I stopped fighting sin and do I have ongoing confession in my life? I want to repeat that. Have I stopped fighting sin and do I have ongoing confession in my life? I want us to think about that. Do we fight sin? And when we sin, do we run to Jesus or, or just kind of make excuses and say, well, you know, this is just something that I've struggled with for so-and-so years. No, if you and I have given up on fighting sin, that is a red, red flag. In fact, I'll add to this and say that the enemy wants to kill the fight in us. He doesn't want us to fight sin. So two questions for us to consider. Number one, have I stopped fighting and number two, have I stopped confessing? And here's what we need to be more concerned about. Not if we will sin, because eventually you're going to have a day where you will blow it. There's no doubt about that. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. But the key is, what do we do when we sin? Do we repent of our sin? Because repent means to change one's mind. And, and true repentance goes beyond just regret. It is this awareness that, man, I am helpless without God. And it's understanding when we repent, we're changing our attitude towards that sin and we're changing our actions. Because we realize this, we're not only breaking a command when we sin, we are breaking the heart of God. That is so important to understand. When we sin, we are not just breaking a command, we are breaking God's heart. And a true Christian has a personal view of sin when we sin because we realize God's heart is grieved and we've just broken the heart of God because of our sin. So a true Christian will fight sin. And hear me, we will fight sin until we die. But the good news is this, that those who are in Christ, Romans 8.37 says, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So the Christian has the spirit of God enabling the person to fight sin. So here's a question to consider. 
do I fight sin or do I practice sin and say, well, this is just going to be my struggle because I can't defeat it. No, listen, a true Christian fights sin. And Jesus talks about entering through the narrow gate in Matthew 7 verses 13 through 14. And and I think a part of that entering through the narrow gate is entering with a heart that is repentant of sin. And that means we are ready to turn from loving our sin to loving God. Matthew 7, 13 through 14 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And here's what it says, And many will enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few will find it. So entering through this gate means that we surrender to Christ. We we don't just add Jesus to our calendar. I want to make sure we catch that. We don't add Jesus to our calendar and say, okay, I'm a Christian. You know how people kind of just put, put things on their calendar. You know, there's soccer practice there, guitar practice there. That's not what Jesus is. He's not an add-on. He is our life. And when we get saved, it affects every single area of our lives. It affects how I look at the world. It affects how I handle my money. It affects how I treat my neighbors. When I am receptive to the gospel, it transforms everything. Salvation affects us privately and publicly. It affects how I love my neighbors. In fact, this leads to the next point. The other mark of a true Christian John 13, 35 says, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Here it is. If you love one another. And this love is a result of being connected to God. And I hope you hear my heart behind this message today, because there's so many people who are around church, attend church events, Kind of like Judas, he was around Jesus for a very long time, but he never surrendered to Jesus. And so it is today. There's many people today around church, around church events, and there's no surrender in their lives at all. There's no fruit, nothing's changed, and you've been going to church for a very long time. And if that's you, I would not rest in calling yourself a Christian. Like there, if there is no desire for the things of God at all, no desire for prayer, no desire to grow in holiness, no desire to obey his word, and no desire to know God intimately, then check your salvation. And the right way to come to God is is not to say, Lord, I will give my life to you if you do this for me. No, we don't come to God with a bunch of conditions because people often say, well, I'll give my life to God if he gives me this, or if he changes this, or if he heals this person. No, we come to God and say, God, I owe you everything because God doesn't owe us anything. Yet he continues to extend his grace to us today over and over again. 
with this invitation from Matthew eleven twenty eight, and this is one of probably one of my favorite favorite verses. Matthew eleven twenty eight, he says, "Come to me, come to me." The invitation is to come to a person, and he's inviting you today to come to him, to repent of your sin, to turn from your sin and turn to Christ. That's the invitation. And that's the offer that's on the table today. This is Val's word of the day. Hey, if you'd like to connect with me, head over to valtopoli.com. You can also access my previous episodes on the website. And I want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to today's message. God bless.